RCL Stories, the podcast with Lisa Burke from RCL Group. One of my first experiences um, at RTL Nord with my first internship was, um, you know, we always went out uh, in a team of two and one of us was operating a small digicam. We were using new technologies, of course. The first thing I had to learn was how to operate the camera. And of course, one of the first things I messed up was that I pushed the wrong button when my colleagues started an interview and I didn't record it. So we realized that uh, only after we had returned to the newsroom and I was pretty sure I would get fired for that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to RTL Stories, the podcast. I'm Lisa Burke, based at RTL in Luxembourg. And with this new podcast series, we'll explore the lives of some extraordinary people who have made RTL their home, investigate what they do and how they got there, and a little bit more about their own personal lives too. Now, first up, we have an extremely special guest. It's Sonja Schweitzer, who is celebrating 25 years at RTL Deutschland. Sonia moved to Cologne in 2005 as editor and anchor at RTL West. In 2010, she joined NTV as head of news. And today she is managing director of programming and editor-in-chief for NTV and editor-in-chief of business and networks at RTL News. Now, RTL News, if you don't already know, is one of the most powerful journalistic units in Germany for cross-media news, investigative journalism and documentaries. With around 1,300 journalists, it's also home to strong news brands across TV, digital, audio and print. NTV is a free-to-air German-language television channel focused on breaking news and business programmes. The channel also broadcasts documentaries and talk shows focused on sport and lifestyle. Along with all of this, Sonia is chairwoman of the Board of Enex European News Exchange and the Bertelsmann Freedom of the Press Working Group, positions she is truly passionate about. Sonia, so great to welcome you as our first guest to RTL Stories. Hi, Lisa. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> well, I have to tell our listeners, it hasn't been the easiest of setups for various things that have happened in the studio here at RTL in Luxembourg. There's been some new things happening in the studio. But let's go back 25 years. 25 years, it's a long and short time. It slips by very quickly. But try to position yourself back as that intern 25 years ago at RTL Noir. What were your ambitions then? Well, when I started at RTL Nord in Hamburg, um, I had no TV experience at all. I had done radio and newspapers, uh, so I thought it was just something more, one more dimension to offer to the audience. And um, I always liked the idea of bringing together sound, audio, video and text. Uh, so that was yeah, my aim with this internship, just to learn more about it, to see if that would be something that I would like to uh, use for my journalistic expression. 
It's very interesting you say that because obviously now with everything that you do, you have combined all of that. All of that is at your fingertips. You said in a recent internet article that you'd been thrown into cold water when you started and you became a presenter very, very quickly, it seems. And sometimes I think when you're thrown into cold water, you learn very quickly. So what was that experience like? I think that is the core of uh, what RTL in all the divisions and uh, units offers. Um, And that's how people grow. And um, this is why uh, maybe the team is such a great team, because it consists of people who like that, who like to try new things and grow and sometimes also fail. Because one of my first experiences um, at RTL Nord with my first internship was, um, you know, we always went out Uh, in a team of two and one of us was operating a small digicam. We were using new technologies, of course, didn't have a huge team. And the other one asked the questions. So the first thing I had to learn was how to operate the camera. And of course, one of the first things I messed up was that I pushed the wrong button when my colleague started an interview and I didn't record it. So we realized that uh, only after we had returned to the newsroom, and I was pretty sure I would get fired for that. You could hardly mess up more than that, but everyone remained patient. I got an extra training, and it never has happened again afterwards. (laughs) That's one of the lessons that I think any sort of presenter or video editor learns once, learns the hard way, and never, never repeats. A lot of people, if they've had the opportunity to become a presenter, at some point they either choose to remain a presenter or to go behind camera. So why did you make the choice that you made? I was always glad to be able to explore something new in that journalistic context I was uh, working in. And I started, as you said, as a reporter and editor, and then I got this really great opportunity at RTL West in Cologne um, to also present that regional program where my team and I were working very hard for every day. Um, It was just another way for me to convey what we did every day, um, the cool stories and the interesting people to our audience. And then in 2010, when... I had the chance um, to dive deeper into the um, news business, breaking news, also business news at NTV. It was a completely new situation for me. Um, The way the um, newsroom operated, um, fully automated, huge teams, a lot of people 24-7, 365 days a year. So I had to focus on a lot of things to learn. And for me, there was no room at all to be in the studio for several hours a day to present the news. So I uh, just focused on all the new things to learn and to grow with. And I never missed it, actually, because it was part and it still is part of my work experience. And I um, I think that it still helps me to understand the problems our anchors have, the situation they are in when it gets difficult, for example, in breaking news situation. Um, and I think for me, it has always been... Mm, something that that kept me going to be able to learn something new, something I never thought I could manage. 
<laughs> yeah, so with all of that experience, you've learned the empathy of so many various positions within the news organisation. Now, today you wear many different hats. So tell us about these various roles that you hold and how you manage to distinguish your work between NTV and RTL News. Well, fortunately, it's very much related with each other. So NTV is part of RTL News and RTL News is also part of NTV. We all are in this together and um, all the reporters are um, in the RTL News team, uh, the whole business unit, of course. But they um, produce all the content that NTV is is very lucky to be able to broadcast. And of course... um, we all work together, also the uh, technical teams, which are really key to the success of NTV, because every great content that you have can only be distributed and made accessible uh, with the help of technology and, of course, the people who know how to operate technology. So that is very much related. And um, then, of course, um, issues like disinformation, also press freedom, are topics that I met in my daily life and I thought maybe they should need some kind of lobby, some um, reflection and maybe more visibility because I have great respect for the work our reporters do every day, for example, in a war zone like uh, Ukraine, but also here in Germany. Um, on protests or some uh, situations where people uh, all of a sudden uh, get pushed or threatened or something like that. So it is all linked with each other. And uh, it's so important to let our reporters and everybody in the team know that we protect them. We see it as our job to back them, to explain to politicians and to authorities how difficult their work is, but how important it also is, so that we need to provide the grounds so they can do their important work. Well, you've brought up a topic that is so close to your heart and clearly you speak passionate only, which is freedom of the press and fighting disinformation. Now, over the last 25 years, so much has changed in the communication media business. (laughs) You've been at the forefront of it. You've seen how fast the trends have changed. And in the last year, perhaps everybody has become aware of disinformation and what AI can do. So how are you going to think about that And what can happen, what can be twisted or helped with AI in media? How can you think about that when you're fighting the good cause for freedom of the press and fighting disinformation? I think it has always been part of our job that some people tried to manipulate uh, facts and uh, try to distort the truth or... Uh, had an own interest in disseminating disinformation. But during the last years... um, And due to algorithms uh, that are very crucial to the way information is disseminated, um, we have seen some patterns um, that pose a great risk. The risk that false information will have a greater reach or a greater impact on users than information based on fact. So, as you said, it's always a risk, but also an opportunity with AI we can see even better tools, um, for example, to verify information, to 
check facts, but also verify videos or photos. On the other hand, of course, um, you can also use AI technology uh, to manipulate information and to make videos um, more realistic and it's getting harder for people who are maybe not professionals but also for professionals to be wary and to be skeptical and to see that there might be something wrong with it um, and AI um, is probably also key to the way people will build their decisions on what they believe or who is a credible news source um, because it's all about how transparent you are. I mean, we do use um, AI within our production process, but on specific ends, it's always a human being, a journalistic human being who decides uh, what do we publish, how do we do it, and how can we make transparent where we used AI technologies, which we've already um, used also in, in former years, just to make it easier for journalists to do their work. Yes, I think uh, you've underlined something that becomes increasingly important to the general readership, uh, listenership, uh, the viewers as well across all media forms that we look for credible news sources and we look for transparent news, bringing news information. Now, over the last 25 years, communication has changed in so many different ways. I would love you to talk through your experience of that change. And for instance, today, to become a great journalist, what does that mean? Because we've also moved into the era of the citizen journalist or influencer even. Well, for NTV as a news channel, um, the last years have shown very much that we need to be um, on the same level as our audience. We need to make sure that we explain things, that we are transparent, how we got information, how we verified information, why we think some information is false and it's, it's not verified. So um, this has always been a challenge, uh, also because speed is a key element of our work. We need to be thorough in our investigation, in our reporting, but also we know that whenever something happens, people turn to social media platforms. And we also want them to come to us um, because we find that we are responsible as journalists. Also, um, there is regulation that ensures that. Um, and we have newsroom guidelines. So we see it as our profession to report after the highest journalistic standards. But still, Speed is important. How can we bring these in a balance? Um, for us, it's uh, become a way to tell our audience what we know. How do we think uh, this is verified? Why do we think it's right? And what we don't know, something that is still going on, that is still in progress. We explain how our reporters, investigators, fact-checking teams go about it. And that is something that probably is the biggest change uh, if you look throughout the years. Uh, in maybe the beginning of my professional uh, career, um, it was usually the anchor, maybe some journalists who knew more than the audience. And nowadays, 
the audience knows a lot and it's our job to also give them information on how they can check videos, photos, for example, for themselves to explain something that's like a little bit media competency and to be very skeptical about what everyone tells them, including us. So yeah. it's a, um, it's a base, basic eye-on-eye, um, eye-to-eye situation. Yes, it's very much more a dialogue with everything that social media offers and it's that direct connection. The journalists are no longer head on a, held on a pedestal, so to speak, uh, and people can literally talk to them through social media. How important, in fact, is social media in telling the story? It's important to be where the audience is. For us, it's a challenge and um, actually something that we discuss every day. We want to provide credible content. We want to do the best work that we can in order to give people the ground for their decisions. We don't want to tell them which decisions to make, but we want to provide all the information they need to uh, do their own qualified choices. But in order to do that, you need to use all platforms and all ways to reach the audience. And of course, social media platforms are um, rooms where people spend time, uh, look for information. And it's always a mixture of um, cross-media outlets. So TV, linear is great, but also audio is great. Social media platforms, they offer you access to people who might not use linear television anymore. Um, there are so many ways, and that is actually a great gift uh, in, um, in this media sector and also in this company because we uh, have so many different uh, ways of uh, trying to get in contact with our audience, of providing what our daily work um, gave us and the content that we can produce. Yes, absolutely. The media has become very much uh, more divergent. It's non-linear anymore, as you say. But going back over the last 25 years and thinking about everything that you've seen and been at the helm of, whether it be change or a great news story, what's the greatest news story or the greatest highlight of your career so far? I think the, the greatest highlight as a team was that at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, NTV was able to step up live coverage and news reporting while all the or most other outlets reduced their programs. At the beginning, you might remember there was a great amount of uncertainty. We did our best to protect our crews um, and they had the ambition to go out and to try no matter how difficult and maybe risky it was. And um, on a professional basis, I think for us as a team, that was the, the biggest success and also the support that we received from RTL, from Bert Bertelsmann, from every unit. Um, everybody was so proud of us doing that and stepping up our efforts. And everybody asked us, what can we do um, to support you, to help you? Because uh, it's a great job. Um, that was something we also saw as a team, that it was a, a big effort and we made it. Of course, we had a lot of breaking news situations and each one is unique and none is uh, like the other. And it's always good if after the situation has cleared and we come together, sometimes <laughs> eat a piece of pizza, um, then you think, okay, we, we did a good job of 
informing um, the public. But I think the COVID pandemic also, because it uh, was such a long period, was a very special situation. And finally, uh, you've been there 25 years. You've already created a legacy and no doubt you'll be there to, to finish a great job with extremely important roles uh, at NTV and RTL News as well. What would you like your legacy to be? Legacy is such a strong <laughs> word. I don't know if I would use that. No, I just enjoy um, working with people who can teach me things and providing room for great journalism, to ask them what do you need, to, to look at them, um, how can they go their way and to let them develop skills that I don't have or people who have those skills, how can we make the best out of that skills, how can we create the best teams with different skill sets within the people. That is something that really keeps me going and I'm, I'm really glad I work in a company with so many talented and dedicated people. And um, if, I don't know, one day some people say, okay, um, Sonia saw something in me and that gave me the courage to develop that. And then now I got really good at it. That's something that makes me very happy. Oh, Sonia, thank you so much for your time. Apologies again for the technical issues we had at the beginning. But I think given your lovely story of you as an intern not pressing record, you can understand that not everything goes right in the world of TV, especially live TV. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to listen to this, the first in a series of episodes for RTL. And if you're part of RTL, let us know your thoughts on the RTL group intranet comment section. And of course, as we mentioned, you can always get in touch on social media. Just search for RTL Group on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. That's all for now. Thank you very much. <laughs>